Come on in and welcome back to Ideally Though. <laughs> Ideally Though. <laughs> I'm your host, Erica, and with me is my hubby, my bestie, my butt up this one. Yeah. What's up, everybody out there? We are on episode two of our spooky season in the month of October. Ghosty ghouls. Yes. So Halloween's coming up. We have our costumes. I am hesitant about mine. Yours is going to rock. Mine is... Mine's. I think it's going to be good. We're not going to expose what our costume is going to be, but I bought these costumes back in January. That's just how I do. <laughs> so, you know, but we're going to be cute. We're going to be a cute little couple. I usually like to switch up my outfits and do like two outfits, like for Halloween. I mean, I've never been the Halloween type. So last last year, mm-hmm. was it? The We, we did the uh, the Incredibles, right? Yeah, we did as a family. It was our first time dressing up as a family. Yeah, my first time anything, to be honest. And I, I, I mean, practically. I was a kid at one point, right? Of course. And right. during Halloween, <laughs> and during Halloween, uh, some some tragic shit uh, happened, and my mom was like, "Never again." So. Oh man. Uh, it just, yeah, I was popcorn, food, snacks, and horror movies. That was it. So that was really my very first time in a number of years. Have you ever wanted to be something? Like, you see kids outside and you're like, man, I wish I could just dress up for, like, school or to go trick-or-treating. Was there ever a specific costume you like, oh, dang, I wish I could just... Yeah, but that would have cost way too much money, first off. And it would have been really weird and my mom wouldn't have liked it. Uh, but I had asked to be Raziel from Soul Reaver many years before but like my mom was like we don't fucking have any money for that and why would i do anything like that you know man for me if my son was like oh i really want to be this person like do i gotta diy it what do i gotta do i respect that scar like we would have did it like i remember going to a haunted house at one point uh and we had these shitty masquerade paper masks (laughs) i would have laughed at you guys and and that was it. It was just like regular ass school clothes and a green, red, and blue mask we all had. And all we did is like switch mask colors <laughs> and then switch the side of the face it was on, like on our head. And we walked through multiple times to get candy. It's like that episode of Everybody Hates Chris on Halloween. Like, yeah. Yeah, where that yeah. little kid kept on switching this like. Exactly. Shoots. I remember that. And that was fucking awful. It was embarrassing. When I used to see kids who seemed like. Well, I don't give a fuck about a costume or they just had like a shitty one. I'd be like, yeah. I know you really want to dress up, but <laughs> somebody in your house don't want y'all to. So it's you're like, trying to get in the in the mood, like, but you can't. I'm going to be a ghost. And then your mom goes and cuts two holes in the sheet. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Not the good sheets, though. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I always feel bad for kids who are like, yeah, I have this shitty like mask or something. I'm like, dang. Like, it doesn't cost a lot to dress up like <laughs> 
It, it's really like you got twenty dollars, twenty five. You you can't save Mama, that throughout she the years. Has cranberry juice on it. That's that's blood, baby. That's blood. That's gonna be blood. I'm just like, you know, like I don't know. I love Halloween. I love that the kids love it, but our kids are kind of the type that would be like, okay, two hours trick or treating. That's it. Yeah, which is kind of surprising. I like with that. my perspective on how Halloween, I guess traditionally should work well, but like, i've only seen that in media so it's like going out all night yeah they're always uh, like we're gonna be out all night and getting all types of candy and hitting up neighborhood after neighborhood and you know it's practically like a like you can throw it in the air and celebrate and all that shit that's all media stuff because again i never really had that so. it is media because my kids are kind of like yeah two hours it's kind of cold at night yeah that's it we don't have to do that we got enough candy <laughs> yeah it's kind of cold i'm good my feet yeah. hurt and then like during the <laughs> pandemic it was like they were fine with staying in. Like, we got candy, popcorn. I had just had surgery, yeah, so we were yeah. just, like, chilling. They were fine with it. Yeah, that that's a those are unique Halloweens. But, I mean, they have a normal kind of Halloween, which is kind of cool, and the yeah. costumes are cool, and you kind of have that tradition going. And mm-hmm. I'm appreciative because I get to dress up now, so eventually when I start making more money, uh, I get to do at least one costume that I've always wanted. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day I can pull it off. Yeah, if you're really like, I really, really want to do this, and you say enough in advance, I'm pretty sure we can. It make would it. be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. We'll see. So, do you want to tell the baby girls, the baby boys, what we're gonna be talking about tonight? Okay. Well, today. Uh, so we decided that we were going to loop around to some haunted things, mm. and this is uh interesting haunted places. Yes. Yeah, so we have a couple of our top places that. We either wanted to go to or we were fascinated by, and we're like, okay, we need to talk about because some people may not know about this place, and they either want to visit or dive deep into the story of I, that place. I love haunted stories and haunted shows and all that other stuff. So there's a lot of places I'm familiar with. Yes. Uh, I mean, I know full stories and things, but like, there's a lot of different places that are uniquely, um, like. Just really cool to me, you mm-hmm. know? So I hope we hit some good stuff. Okay, well, I'll start with my first one. Sure. Some people may know some of these that we talk about, some may not. Mm-hmm. Um, Myrtle's Plantation. I have heard of this one before. It's ringing a bell. Okay, so with Myrtle's Plantation, this is in Louisiana, in okay. the bayou. In the bayou. <laughs> so this was um, a plantation that was bought in 1857. Mm-hmm. About like six or seven years before slavery was abolished. So okay, okay. this is Mr. and Mrs. Wardruff that were Wardruff okay. <laughs> that were newlyweds. They had two daughters and they bought this plantation. Mm-hmm. They owned a lot of slaves. Uh, Clark Woodruff was a prestigious judge, from what people say, Interesting. but a very cruel and abusive um, plantation owner. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So there was a young uh, slave girl named Chloe, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. was someone who would get a lot of the cruelty to her. So mm-hmm. what she would what she would do, and this is something I would do as well, she would listen in on their conversations and learn how to adjust her behavior. That sounds like your type of yeah. I was gonna I'm say your to get type whooped. of behavior. That's exactly what I was. I'm not trying to get whooped, okay? And <laughs> to always get. To be the front line of someone's abuse, it's like, okay, what do I need to do so I can avoid this? Uh, so eavesdropping on her for her own 
like safety. benefit in that yeah. way. Safety. Yeah, safety. Yeah, yeah. That would be something I would do. I'd be like, hold on, what does he want? He doesn't want me to walk in like this. Okay, this is a bad time for him to get information. I would just try to survival. tiptoe. Yeah, survival sense. of the fittest. Yeah. So Chloe would eavesdrop on their conversations, and one day she got caught. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Clark ended up cutting off her ears. So she was going to have to oh, walk around dude. with that shame and dismemberment for the rest of her life. Yeah. Um, but the family decided they wanted to hide that because I think, you know, as slaves, they're property. So we don't want damaged goods when people come over. Never know when you need <laughs> damaged to. Damaged goods is crazy. Right. Never know when you need to uh, exchange property. It's so bleak. Yeah. Man. So they hid her ears with a green turban. Mm. Um, Chloe was then plotting her revenge. She was like, okay, you didn't cut off my ear. I can barely hear what the revenge. fuck y'all talking to. Yikes, dog. <laughs> so on one of their daughter's ninth birthday, Chloe makes a birthday cake. Mm. And she is putting, what is it, Olen- Olender? O- o- oleander? Yeah, oleander leaves. Ah. This is a poisonous leaf. Yo. They put she put in the birthday cake. Now it did end up killing the mother and the two daughters. Now some say that she did not intend to kill them, but just make them very sick. What do you think? If you're upon revenge, you got to know that there's a, a some chance, bad could right? happen, right? Like a possibility. Are you it? willing to take that risk? Because yeah, right. a part of you can be like, well, but. If it's Clark who is the one giving all the cruelty, you would want to kill him too. I kill him first, yeah. Right. Yeah. But some say that she was just trying to get them really sick because she can nurse them back to health. Health. And around uh, the community, local healers are one of the most respected people, whether you're black or not. She was a caretaker anyway, right? Right. Okay, Young girl, so but she was a caretaker. That, make, that makes sense that right. it was more like a, like a ruse. I'm going to make them sick. They'll need me. Oh. Yeah, but it ended up killing the mother and the two daughters. Mm. Once the word got around, I think the other slaves on the plantation were like, listen, we're not trying to get fucked up mm-hmm. by Mr. Clark. So <laughs> they end up taking uh, matters into their own hand, and they end up um, hanging her by her neck on the front porch. Mm. And they took her body, put some rocks on it, and threw her in the Mississippi River. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's fucking brutal. Jesus Christ. That's grim. Yeah. So from there on, moving forward, there's when these coincidences or things start to happen in the house. You have now four people dead. You have Chloe, the slave, and then the two fam- three family members, the two daughters and the wife. Mm-hmm. Um, the property ends up getting sold to a couple. That's a wealthy man of five children. I think he's a widow. And he ends up at this time getting tuberculosis, and him and most of his kids end up dying. Mm. Now, is that a coincidence, or that's just part of the times, right? Because tuberculosis was a big thing, yeah. 18, early 1900s, you know, mm. and people were not being able to get treated. I don't know, curses, you know, Yeah, could have been curses. tuberculosis, the actual, or could have been the house. Some people do believe in yeah. curses. Now, once that wealthy man died, um, the daughter one of the older daughters she was still alive she became the owner of the house her and her husband moved in mm-hmm. unexpectedly the husband gets shot on the front porch Ew. <laughs> he gets shot he stampers inside the house up the stairs and dies in his wife's arms 
Now, to this day, if people go visit that house, they say they hear strong uh, yeah. stampering yeah. and stumping on the stairs. Okay, see, I remember this is this is bringing back memories of like something I've watched back back far in the day yeah. of hearing that incident in particular of the stomping up the staircases. So stuff. maybe he's still a spirit as well yeah. in the house. Yeah, I, mean, I think I believe in that type of energy being trapped in those types of places. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie The Long Hot Summer? Thing that came out in 19. Now this, you're a little older spirit. This came out I think 1971. I think. <laughs> a little older spirit. Little older I've spirit. heard of it, yes, but I have not seen it. Fuck off. <laughs> well, they did use the house to film that movie, and oh, that's dope. the cast and crew did say that they were. They reported that furniture was moving on its own. So they had experiences then. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, okay. Would you have stayed to get your coin, or would you have left? I'm staying, dude. I like that type of stuff. I'm staying. You staying? I like that type of creepy stuff. stuff. Okay. I like the creepy. I have a limit to the creepy. <laughs> okay. You're like, okay, well, I've seen it. We'll get there. Okay. Now, around the 70s, more paranormal activity started really shifting in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the family called the Myers family ends up inheriting the house. Mm-hmm. And the family reports seeing the ghostly figure of Chloe with that green turban mm-hmm. around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1992, the owner, this is where the Myrtle Plantation actually became famous, um, they took a picture for insurance purposes of the front house, the I guess the front part of the house, and you can the see the veranda. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see Chloe's figure, what they say, her spirit in the uh-huh, photo. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. See, when yeah. you said when you did this, I was like, oh, I have seen that picture. Mm. You could see straight through her. You could see like the uh, the shutters on the side of the house, basically through Chloe whatever that stuff is creepy do dude. you believe in catching spirits in photos yes because some people are like no it's just the glare no yes. it's the... okay i absolutely do because you can't tell me a full body apparition is an actual glare of somebody bro there's no there's absolutely no fucking way um there's people who visit the house that say that they they see the woodruff daughters mm-hmm. they see them in the antique mirror near the dining room where they're poisoned mm-hmm. even one researcher says that they see handprints and as much as they re-silver or repurpose that mirror, mm. the handprints come back like That's they were not trying to be ignored. That's interesting. So you get Chloe sometimes in a, a Myrtle Plantation house. You get the daughters sometimes. And sometimes you may even get that one husband that got killed. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of spirits. Nice. Real heavy activity. Yeah. That's always been That place has always been on a, a, on a bucket list of mine as well. And seeing as how we did the Queen Mary and Stanley Hotel. Uh, that would not be next, but it is definitely on that list of places that will eventually I go. I think the whole visit. state is cursed. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of sorrow, on. a lot of pain, a lot of blood on that yeah. land. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways, I think America's just got a lot of that shit around anyway. I mean, yeah. colonialism did a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? You could find, probably find multiple places in Louisiana that you go where there are oh, yeah. multiple spirits. Yeah. Uh, my mom has told me of places in Texas, and that's still south, you know yeah. what I mean? That she's experienced really... as a kid that creeped me out just from those stories alone, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, good one. Okay. So, what do you have for me? All right. So, to kind of stay, I guess, similarly in, uh, in a vein where there's a – it's old – Okay. All right. This is old, and but we're gonna go even further back with this one. All right, and we're kind of taking it uh, across the pond. Okay. So we're headed to uh, Venice, Italy. Venice. This is Venice, Italy. Yes, northern Venice, Italy, and this is for mm. Pavalia 
right? Pavalia or Perviglia. I was going to say Pervigula. Right. <laughs> Close. Close. Pervigula. Good try. Solid effort. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pavalia Island. Now, this island is infamous. Like, its reputation is infamous across Venice. Mm. Uh, so much so that uh, its own citizens, like Venice's citizens, don't even want to, like, discuss it. They're like, it's uh, The government has made it completely illegal to be on that island. You have to get permits from them in particular. And they have denied on many, many, many occasions. Only a certain select few people have been able to go onto Paviglia Island. Mm. If you were permitted for construction, you were, in certain cases, because uh, restoration was tried on a number of uh, attempts. Tried being the key word. Right. Never worked out. Um and also, they've let only a few ghost hunter teams, like paranormal hunting teams, go out there to like experiment and see what's out there. And like, one of your favorites was out there. One of my favorites was out there. Zach Douchebaggins. Zach Zachariah Baggins. We want answers. <laughs> like, okay. So with Paviglia, we start essentially in like the 1300s um jesus christ the 13 used uh as a area for capital punishment in addition to uh an area for quarantine quarantining the sick mm. uh there were plagues that were rampant around that time right I mean, right hygiene wasn't really a thing but also um with capital punishment they would take those prisoners out into the lagoon that sits right out front of Paviglia Island, right towards the entrance. They would tie giant stones to their bodies, and then they would drop them and let them sink to the bottom. Oh and gosh. let them stay. They wouldn't retrieve them afterwards. They would just let them stay. And hundreds upon hundreds of, of prisoners have actually been executed there. Mm. So with the mention of that type of energy, we move into the bubonic plague where uh, they were basically carting their dead now the paviglia around this time after the 1300s into the 1400 or 1500s excuse me are suffering plague after plague just plague after back plague. to back back to back people are being just carted out and bodies are laying in the street and now as they're being carted out it becomes sort of a, a campo de mortis is what they call it de mortis right where we're in and they have a lot of these actually which is eerie around Venice, it's just large, flat-planed areas where bodies were just mass put there, and then they paved over them. Wow. Um, and uh, Proviglia is basically essentially the same thing. Uh, they took all cemetery. these bodies. Yeah. Took all those bodies and essentially went out there, and where they couldn't bury them anymore, where they ran out of land on the island, they then began putting them into the burning field. These are large grass fields that they would just stack the bodies high and light them on fire and let them burn throughout the night. And that smell would carry on throughout Venice. Yeah, don't let it be a windy day. Yeah, terrible, terrible smells. Now that's 1500s into the 16s and 17s where bubonic plague and things took over for 55,000 people dying and being held up there. In the same type of same area simultaneously in the timeline, you have it being used as a mental hospital. So it's also an asylum. Doctors are doing experiments with lobotomies. And um, another doctor um, who was astute, like this dude was like a big-time doctor around that time, just went mad one day. Could it be the spirits? Most people say that spirits of people who have died past, prisoners and all those things, you know, it, strange rumors of possessions and, mm. and things of, of, of and violence galore. 
the Ralph Aviculus history, wherein that doctor uh, murdered a multiple of his patients and then climbed to the top of the bell tower in the chapel area of Poviglia and then jumped to his death. So if your citizens won't don't want to talk about it and the government says, hey, don't go there. You know, right. we don't just don't do it. We we totally believe in it. It's a cursed uh, place. Um, why would you spend time there? Now, I love this place in particular because it's from an. I learned about it from an episode of one of my uh, of Ghost Adventures. It's one of my favorite episodes on that mm. uh, series, and it's uh, a part in it where Zach gets possessed. Uh, Bullshit. Slapping up against the wall with his hand, telling it to stop. <laughs> it's so good, so good. Uh, I think the history behind it gives it credence. I think. Uh, or at least the hauntings credence, or at least the lore behind it. Some, and it's incredibly creepy to understand that there's so much pain, so much sorrow on that land mm-hmm. that it stayed. It's almost like a rift in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think I'll end off with Pavilia with this: the citizens don't go there because of the saying. They say that the golds are so, the ghosts are so bold that they walk. In broad daylight. No, thank you. No ham, no ma'am. I, I, I don't want to go. Daytime, I like nighttime. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool, really creepy. And I don't even know that. It gives me a little bit House of Haunted Hill vibes. Remember with the, the doctor and that mental institution? Yeah. It also gives me the vibes of that island. I forgot the island, you know, during the 80s and 90s where they got all the bodies for the AIDS patients. They had nowhere oh, yeah, else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you know? you're talking about. So yeah. it kind of, I wonder if that place could be haunted if anybody you knows know it, probably, anything. probably. Yeah. I mean, the the restoration work for the construction, they said they had to stop because people kept getting sick and dizzy and injuries. And then the it was like the building didn't want to be repaired because it would continuously fall in on itself. Oh, that, that island's alive, and it's creepy. Do you think anybody would be bold enough? Because different countries really... You know, they don't mess with stuff that are centuries upon centuries, like old and mm-hmm. hauntings. You think anybody would be bold enough to say, no, we're going to build one there and we're going to bring people back? Yeah, I think there wow. are people who don't believe in that type of stuff. You just – money talks, so I think they would let it run. But also, mm-hmm. depending on depending on how you really do truly feel, maybe not, you know? Oh, Lord. Okay, so my next one is Burkittsville, Maryland. So okay. the Blair Witch Project. Oh, or Blair Witch. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I don't know if people have seen that movie, but when I watched but, it back in what end of elementary, middle school, it freaked me out because I thought it was real. That movie was great. Found footage, found footage, first of its kind, and it yeah. it was a staple. I love that fucking movie. You know what? I think I had to be in my early twenties when I found out it wasn't. I said, "What? Yeah. Shut your goddamn yeah, mouth!" Yeah, right, right. It it was marketed so well, and it. It instilled that small little irrational fear. I got over it as I got older, but that irrational fear of like oh. somebody standing in the corner. <laughs> when when I tell you about the story behind the Blair Witch yeah. or the Witch in the Woods, they took from this story and they added to the movie, and it, I was just like, "That is the Chef's Kiss." Yeah, like y'all really paid a little. Nothing. I had to say pay homage, but they did to yeah, the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, the story, the real story is actually as gruesome to me as the Blair Witch. The movie, yeah. Uh, but a part of me, I didn't have fear because I was like, I'm not going to be somebody in the woods <laughs> looking for... I would never be in that situation. I would never be in that situation. Are you crazy? <laughs> okay, so this is about a man named Rustin Pear. 
So this is back in 1941. Um, He actually kidnapped eight children and murdered and disemboweled seven of them. Holy fuck, yeah. dude. Oh, um, there were strange ritual symbols on the kids' face and bodies once they were found. Yo. Yeah, and he would tell the police that the voice of the witch that lives near his house in the woods told him to do it. Now, do we believe Yo. that there was a voice, or is he has some kind of mental issue and multiple personalities? Who knows? Uh, okay. So he would take these kids, and this was over a span of a couple months. Mm-hmm. He would lure them by promising them candy, mm. and he would take them to his home. He would bring them down to his basement in pairs. So he oh, would take them. No. One would have to stand in the corner facing the wall. So remember that classic Blair Witch part at the end. Oh, where God, that's terrible, That man bro. was standing in the corner. That just gave me a little bit of chills because, like, it just brought back watching that scene again. That's good. Yeah, that was that's one good. of the scariest parts to me. That's good. Yeah, so he would make them face the wall, mm-hmm. and the other one he would take hours and sometimes days to cut them up slowly. You can Torture hear the, them. The, the, the girls and the boys screaming, and the, the kid had to wait their turn sitting in that wall. <laughs> The anguish, the wall. mental anguish. Oh, I don't God. even know as a 10, 11 year old, 8, 9, who, I don't know how old that these is kids awful, were. Dude. That is one of the most scariest things. I, I don't Oof. know. But there was one boy named Kyle Brody who was actually one of the souls. He was the soul survivor. Yeah, you said he killed what, seven? You said? Seven. So oh, he God. kidnapped eight. Um, and uh, Kyle Brody actually had to stand and face the wall, and he had to hear like his friend. It was a little girl yeah. screaming, and Awful. he's telling him. He whispers to him, "Don't worry, I'm gonna get another one for you. Oof. You know, like I'm Oof. gonna bring you a mate." Yeah. Um. One day he still has Kyle. Uh huh. Um. One day he wakes up from a dream, uh-huh. and he knows that voice. It's a voice calling out to him, and it's the witch, and she's telling him, "Okay, you're finally finished." I will not mess with you. I will leave you alone um, on one condition. Uh-huh. If you go to the town and confess that you killed the kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Ew, dude, Rustin gross. goes and releases Kyle mm-hmm. and goes down to the town, actually goes down to the police in the town and says, hey, I'm finally finished. Mm. The police take the four hours to hike to his house because he's in the middle of nowhere. It takes a lot of balls, dude. Yeah, he's he's in the middle of nowhere. You know, and people say that they he was people who know him say that he was a kind soul. So this is kind of out like of, his of his character. Yeah, yeah. But the police hike four hours. They find the seven bodies in his cellar with those rituals and symbols <laughs> all over the, the, the kids' bodies. So they found like. The symbols written in them. Mm-hmm. They found like altars and shit. And yeah. Oh, dude. It's very ritualistic. Ew, gross. So of course he was sentenced to death. Okay, good. Get the Back trash then, on the street. It took like two. You know, it probably took a week. <laughs> you know, they were like, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's small town. They're like, yeah, we don't need that much time. String him up. <laughs> yeah. That day that he was sentenced to death, townsfolk and the parents of those deceased went to his house in the woods yeah. and burnt down his house. Uh, rightfully so. Yeah. Rightfully so. Um, while he's waiting to to be sentenced to death, not sentenced, but waiting Executed? for death, yeah, uh. he would find wooden stick figures in his cell. So that's where uh. the Blair Witch kind of symbols in the oh, woods came from. Oh, I like from. the ties. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So not necessarily by his house was there symbols, but right. in the cell there were symbols. Yeah, but 
you can use those symbols in the woods now, and now you have a great movie. Yeah, right? they kept appearing in his cell. So uh, I don't know if there were people messing with him, or or was that the witch? He was really yeah. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like now, in a documentary about this serial killer, mm-hmm. um, I guess Rustin Pear confesses to a priest before he is sentenced that he never killed anyone. So I don't know if his right mind, he said, I never killed anyone. Does he convey this is, to I, the judge? No, he, he does not. Is he, is, he, is he getting at that he was possessed? I think so. He says that the lady in the woods so told him to do it. He is truly telling that priest, like, dude, on holy ground, like, I didn't kill him. It He's was, saying I it didn't was me, but it wasn't me. You know he what I mean? He just says it wasn't me. Ugh. <sighs> But I get just, you, but yeah. what he means by it, you know, that's so scary, dude. Yeah, he decides to not say this to the judge. He just takes the sentence right. as is, and then November of 1941, he is hung. How big of a fear is that? Oh, dear God. Yeah. And you know what's so crazy about back in the day? You would get your sentence really fast. Yeah, he was hung probably within a couple weeks. You can't fight that type of stuff, you know what I mean? Because, like, putting it in that, in that perspective for this guy, like, in all honesty, like, the witch possessed me. Do you believe me? No. Can I fight you or prove it? I'm not like at all. The witch just came in here, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's it's so scary to just think that that dude's life was fucked by some some ghoul in the fucking woods, dude. <laughs> yeah. Now I even did, dug a little deeper into the soul survivor Kyle Brody, mm. and after everything that happened, his life just went downhill. He was arrested Survivor's multiple guilt, times. Survivor's guilt. Um, he was in and out of mental institutions. Mm-hmm. And he, in uh, 1971, committed suicide by like a wooden spoon. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, that's gnarly. Yeah, so. A he, wooden spoon? I would like to think that when something like that happens, hopefully you can get through it. But it's in the 40s, 50s. No one's getting you therapy, help, anything I just, like that. Like I just said, like you're in that predicament right now, bro. With even the dude who 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 got sentenced to death and got hung. Like, how do I explain this? Why did I survive? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got that big why giant. Why you? That like, yeah, why me? Mm-hmm. And I had to hear all that. Like, I had to deal with all that, the saw, or what I didn't even see, that you left it to my imagination. That's fucked. He did say he turned around a couple of times, so he said that he, he uh, cut her all the way open and uh, pulled everything out after a couple of days. That's crazy. Yeah, so the, some people were really just tortured for days on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. That one's horrible, so, and I loved it. That's the back in the backstory of the Blair Witch, but yeah. both to me were scary. I love that they brought some some little tidbits from the actual yeah. story into yeah. the movie. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay. Okay, what you got for me? A final one for you. What you got? Uh, I think this one might be a little creepy. Okay. We're gonna head over to Gary, Indiana, for this one. Ain't nothing in Gary, Indiana, but steel mills and Michael Jackson memories and demons. You know when I think about Gary, Indiana, I think about just an abandoned neighborhood. And you would be pretty much correct in the idea of where this place kind of used to to lie. It used to reside in this area. It now no longer resides there, and that's an act of God, thank God. But at what cost? Now, the the place I'm talking about is um, known in Gary, Indiana as the Demon House. Mm. 
uh, its history spans from about to 2011. Okay. To about 2019. So, so it started relatively mm. recently. What do you think would made it come all of all of a sudden? Now, uh, I'll say this. There were a number of police investigations at this house, and the reason why is because of just tons and tons of disturbances reported by two families that used to stay there. Mm. Now, I'll say two because there was a first family that stayed there, uh, but uh, most of the members in that family died mysteriously, and the father figure uh, of that family was went missing. So Maybe on some Amityville horror shit. Maybe. That's what it seemed like to me. Now, when it comes to this demon house... Um, the police did investigations and did call out some wellness checks and walkthroughs. Now, at a point in time, there this place was uh, abandoned. Like squatters were in it uh, to a degree, and they were, you know, be forcibly kicking these guys out. And during one of these investigations, a, uh, a police captain actually uh, noticed that the entire floor of the basement of this house was paved. Except for one singular spot underneath, underneath the staircase. Now, that seemed off to him because why would you do that? You would usually finish your the entire floor, yeah. right? And so he decided to give it a closer look. And what he did see on first look was a fingernail. It was a pink fingernail. Mm. And then he decided to go get you know clearance and stuff to go dig and see what they could find. After digging for about three to four feet, his partner and him found panties children's socks, mm. hair, a silver platter, uh, and candles. All in this dirt pile Sounds underneath like the ritual. staircase. And he thought it was ritualistic, too. They removed the stuff. They removed everybody from the house. And not a month later, that same police captain was shot. Mm. He survived it. But shortly after that, he was coming uh, out of a restaurant with dinner from his family and felt as if his ankles were grabbed and he was pulled from the ground, basically. Like he did like a the Looney Tunes, like whoop. That's crazy. And so landed on his head. People going in there and there, this stuff is happening. Stuff happens to people that go in there. Mm. Now, he landed on his head uh, and ended up in a coma. Oh, God. Uh, he survived that too after awaking uh, for about a day or two, I think it was. Um, but uh, after that, no longer checking in on the house. Now, I say that to answer your question, but to go back to the family history of things, two black families um, ended up staying there. Uh, family number one, the mother's name is Kanisha, from what I can remember and recall. Mm. Um, and she never – she, her, her and her family, her kids, never wanted to go in the basement. They never wanted to go anywhere, really, uh, by that part of the house, uh, and that's the front portion of the house. So even when they're walking past that, the front or going too towards the front, it's like a rush to get out. They always felt some type of malevolent energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with them, they they experienced all types of things from furniture moving, random sounds and growls, uh, bumps coming from the basement, and that forced them to move. Okay. But the Ammons family, it's the family that was most affected. Okay. Affected to the point where they've got like movie deal affected. <laughs> when you have that happen, you just like I'm assuming with this family, it's like I don't have the money to move. No. And you didn't. know how Gary Indiana is like very poor. Exactly. 
And that led to why a lot of these problems and, and experiences happened in the house. Now, with the Ammons family, they dealt with uh, bouts of the same when I mentioned growling, mentioned bumps and things of that nature in the basement. But uh, things got a lot more serious when the kids started being directly affected. Um, one moment uh, wherein a one girl tried to kill herself, actually. Almost in the same manner with, like you said, the wooden spoon, but this time she mm. tried to stab herself, uh, taken to a hospital, and she was said that the man in her head told her to do it. Um, they had instances where two of the brothers uh, looked at each other, and their voices changed, and one brother asked the other, are you ready, brother, to go? And the other brother replied, I am ready to go, brother. Oh, my God. And brother A took brother B's head and started slamming it on the ground. Oh, my gosh. Um. Now, he survived, and they took him to the hospital, and during that same hospital visit, police, CPS, and house inspectors were called, and they went to, for the check-in. Now, they're checking the house before they get to the hospital, correct? And as they're walking through, they start noticing different aspects of the house just seem very, very off with cold spots in a lot of places mm -hmm. where the house has no air conditioner, and the windows are actually sealed. Wow. So um, they started noticing that the blinds in certain areas in the house would have handprints on them with oil. And when they would wipe the oil away, it would reemerge. Mm -hmm. um, instances of touching that oil led to numbness, sharp pains, and in, in, in whatever part of your body touched it. One house inspector touched it, lost all feeling in her hand, and then shortly after – Got into a motorcycle wreck. Ended up having third-degree burns, mm -hmm. a broken uh, leg, and broken ankle. The power crash compels you. because Yeah, you don't go into the demon house or you don't go on that land at all. So, so many instances, two key ones involved. One involves one of your peoples, again, Mr. Zachariah I'm so tired Baggins, of his ass showing up on the And another scene one with the involving wing. that same, those two children. Now, one child, as we know, is in the hospital. For that injury. The other child is there because he's tr he has to explain why he did it. And he can't remember doing any of that. But as the CPS uh, worker is actually talking, the social worker is talking to the child, his voice changes. His eyes roll back in, his, in, in the mm -hmm. back of his head. No, no, thank he you. begins to crawl and walk backwards up a wall in front of them. Now, mind you, there's third parties here. This isn't just the family. Dang, so people really saw and they can say, yes, I saw that. They did have the police officer, the captain I mentioned. They had the home inspector. They had the CPS officer, right? Yeah. And the family members there. All of them can corroborate the stories. Every one of them corroborates. That the is what, how, okay. Do we call it in the Vatican or, or what do we do? We I think that's get, one of those times where you call it. Get the priest with the bullhorn. Like yeah, we I need think to. That, I think that's one of those times. Because think about it. You know your kids don't act this way. They've never been diagnosed with having multiple personalities, schizophrenia, all that stuff. And you have a daughter talking about, I have the man in my voice told me to do it. And then that whole yeah. Hey brother, you ready to go? Like I, that gave me goosebumps. Like yeah. no, what you what are we talking about? That's no. me. What were we talking about? After crawling up the wall and having yep, basically making everybody spread like scattered like roaches. I've been gone, um, mother. The, the boy recovers and he doesn't remember anything. The other boy who was hospitalized recovers and doesn't remember anything. You keeping the kids or do they gotta go to foster care? I 
I don't know. I think I might just throw everything away. Start yeah, a new life. If it was, because if it was on like a ranch. The old school, like the 1950s, you could just go move out of state, start a whole new family. And never have to worry. I love y'all, but listen, there's something in your spirit that I, I, my, so, I can't do it. So real ugly in that one. <laughs> I'm not. Listen, and when the kids tell you something is wrong, listen. Yeah. Because this ain't no game. People are getting possessed, and the kids, the animals are the most. Sensitive. Sensitive to it. They are the most sensitive. Now, I watched mm-hmm. the Demon House documentary not too long ago, and uh, that was really, really creepy to me. It they is. had another instance where uh, the the Kinesa uh, mother, she came back, and she started talking with Zach uh, about living there and her experiences there and how she didn't like it. And uh, uh, her daughter actually started asking about uh, the demons and if they could follow her home. And then turns out, like, months later, she tried to hurt herself as well. Oh so, gosh. like, people just get affected by walking in that land. Zach did a uh, solo um, solo investigation. And during the investigation, he ended up getting growls, and it was primal. Like, almost on his microphone, primal. Mm. Deep, guttural growl. Um, and he ended up seeing, hearing movement, catching all types of just different types of phenomena, and uh, the moment he started antagonizing, why? Because that's that? what he does. You yeah. know, that's what he does. We watched it. And you've asked me. That we one. want answers. Say hello. <laughs> he started getting real, like you know, antagonistic with it. He uh, developed pain in the back of his eyes from what he said, and he developed a uh, a ailment called uh, palapnia or palomia or something like that. But uh, it's cocked like a pistol. Essentially, his eyes are permanently crossed. Yeah. See, they said stop fucking with it's us. It's like he like did like the muscles in his eyes degenerated overnight. That's why he got them glasses. Now. So he wears prism glasses now because mm. of it. After that, and being so deeply if, uh, affected by it, he uh, he got uh, blessed, and then he ordered he that to. house to get torn down. He bought it, and then ordered that house to get torn down. Absolutely, I think you need to burn the ground too. Um, yes, some, salt the earth basically. Yeah, hot magma, <laughs> liquid hot magma <laughs> to it. Because I don't trust it. When you got aggressive ass yeah. spirits like that, that's scary. I'd rather be homeless. Anything that can that can follow me home is just not worth the time or the effort, not, bro. That's creepy as Not fun. being able to see something is worse than yeah. anything else. Yeah, an enemy you can't see is just the worst. Oh, yeah, that's can't detect it, can't see it. That's that's creepy. But yeah, that's scary in the end is Dis- or Disney House, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Demon House. Uh and thank God it's no longer fucking here. Uh, but the uh, the township and the people around and everybody who knows it and Gary and Anna always say uh, that it needed to be burned down. It yeah. needed to be uh, – and that's one house you don't go into. It's not something you mess with. I wouldn't with. even walk past out, go the long way. Yeah. It's one of those. They Would you ever don't. visit? No. That's one of the places you're like, no, nah, I, I get it. No. Yeah. There's like – remember me saying there was like limits – yeah. If anything can follow me home, I'm not going. Yeah. But if it if there's no risk, there's no like follow me home shit. Yeah. I don't mind getting a little electrostat- electrostatic touch or a little voice every now and like again. Like the Queen Mary wasn't bad, or like yeah. the Stanley Hotel, but like know. places where they're really aggressive and it's um. I'm good, bro. Yeah, I'm good too. Good, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. Well, I enjoyed your thank you your uh picks. Thank you. You had good picks as well. Yeah. 
now if you guys really want to dive deep i would go on youtube yeah. i would research um zach douchebaggins has you know Yo, leave zachariah alone he has been to a lot of the places that we talked about <laughs> so you guys can always watch him on ghost adventures yeah. um do you have any last words of wisdom you want uh, to tell the baby girls before we leave no i think we hit uh, some pretty good ones on this one this one was fun Okay. And creepy. You guys want to listen, turn down the lights, <laughs> get the volume a little low. Yeah, man. Because I was a little creeped out just listening to Gregory's uh, story. So, you know, if you really want to be spooky, wait till nighttime to listen to us and, 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 and vibe out. Yeah. Um, remember, you guys, we drop our new episodes every Friday, audio-wise, on all streaming platforms, anywhere you listen to your podcast. And our YouTube video will be out on Sunday at Ideally Though Pod. Thank you guys so much for supporting us, listening to us, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.